Welcome to the AHA podcast, a podcast that shares moments of realization that help to spark change, whether big or small. Hey, hi, hello, my name's Emily and I love change. I had an AHA moment this week that I want to share with you. As a human, I am still learning to grow, expand and develop. And while this podcast shares changes that I have already made, I think it's important to share that I have areas of improvements and that I have difficult weeks. Have you ever had weeks where you're just struggling with feeling overworked, stressed and anxious? We're in the human after all. That's how I felt this week. I had a thoughtful colleague ask on Thursday how I was going and that was a key moment in realizing that I was not feeling my normal self. I spent a lot of time prepping for classes on a text and a unit of work that I haven't taught before. I was feeling anxious each evening before work, I would stay up doing extra study and then this was causing me to not sleep very well. It was on Thursday evening on my walk back home that I began to realize that I was feeling like a fraud, that I was experiencing immense imposter syndrome. The first time that I'd heard about imposter syndrome was when I was teaching year nine students feminist essays back in 2018. Author Kelly Jensen wrote an essay called Owning My Feminism. I remember having to look up and define the term, and it is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. So I began to question where are my feelings of inadequacy stemming from? And there are a few reasons. Firstly, fear. Fear that I won't live up to expectations, both my very own high expectations of myself and my students' expectations of me. Secondly, self-doubt. When having teaching as your profession, you can't help but make connections back to your own time at school. While I was a good and well-behaved student, I wasn't particularly academic. I was definitely a bit of a battler in high school. I remember my mother telling me that she'd be pleased if I got above a 60 ATAR in my HSC. Whereas I'm now teaching students who expect their ATARs to be in the 90s. Along with the strong recollections of being in high school come the strong feelings of incompetence and therefore an inability to accurately assess my own capabilities and skills. This is because sometimes I still feel like I'm teenage Emily struggling as a student. I've just looked up some of the different types of imposter syndrome, and I feel like I fit into two of the categories. The first one links well to my feelings of incompetency, and they call it the superhero, and this is what it says. Because these individuals feel inadequate, they feel compelled to push themselves to work as hard as possible. And the second category that I believe I fit into is the perfectionist. Perfectionists are never satisfied and always feel that their work could be better. Rather than focus on their strengths, they tend to fixate on any flaws or mistakes. This often leads to a great deal of self-pressure and high amounts of anxiety. 
So let's just call me the perfectionist superhero. A motif that I've noticed lately in my own life is this word perfect. And if you've been listening to the past few episodes, you've probably heard it a few times as well. Now, I've recognized that practice makes progress with my body, but to be completely honest with you, I am still a perfectionist when it comes to being prepared and wanting to do well and putting 110% effort into every task that comes my way. All right, so what can I do about it? Firstly, the research says that I need to reassess and celebrate my abilities and achievements. So here goes. Emily, you are a grown-ass woman who has two undergraduate degrees and a postgraduate certificate. You no longer write a sentence, which is technically a whole paragraph, and you now know how to structure essays correctly and complete research. You have now been teaching for nearly five years. Hello to nearly making it past the stereotypical burnout phase. You go, girl. And really, teaching is something that you were born to do. Remember doing reading recovery with younger students in primary school? You also need to remember that you went to a school that had completely different expectations on achievement. You are no longer Emily, the struggling student, but are a competent and capable educator. You have worked hard and deserve to be where you are. And no, it is not luck. Apparently, another good way to overcome this feeling of being an imposter is to share with others. Apparently, it's not a good idea to hide feelings and allow them to bottle up inside. Who'd have thought? So here I am, being vulnerable and being authentic with whoever will listen. I used to live by the phrase, fake it until you make it. And while I have definitely had to fake my confidence and put on a facade, it's time to remove the facade. If I live by the notion of faking it, then I'm highlighting the need to be inauthentic. And of course, I'm going to feel like a fraud. It's time to stop living a lie and break away from that mentality. While it has helped motivate me to where I am today and has helped me actually develop my confidence and skills, it's now hindering future improvement. I suppose this mindset has come from a fear of making mistakes and I need to own that it's okay to make mistakes and making those mistakes and improving from them is in of itself a success. I also need to not determine my success on validation from others. And this is a big one, such as colleagues or students or even personal relationships. I have the power to choose how I feel and I know myself better than anyone else. Finally, I'm going to refuse to let it hold me back. Now, the first step in overcoming imposter syndrome, according to the research, is to firstly recognize that it exists, which I have done. The second step is to accept that it is an issue and then to make yourself accountable by sharing it with others. So I'm going to learn more about imposter syndrome. I love to read self-development books. They help me to consider alternative perspectives. 
I'm going to read Joseph Clare's book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome, How to Finally Feel Good Enough and Become the Leader You Were Born to Be. The reason that I'm choosing this book over the countless books on imposter syndrome is that it provides practical strategies to discover true confidence, influence authenticity, and to help one to feel happier and calmer. While I feel like an imposter, so much so that I feared sharing this episode with you and nearly didn't at all, I've had the realization to help me to spark and work on change. If you've ever felt these feelings of inadequacy in your place of work, in your beliefs, or in your relationships, reach out and talk to someone. Recognize the feelings and emotions, talk about it, and be vulnerable because our perceived failures are indeed a key to success. And remember to reassess your abilities and celebrate your achievements. And as Kelly Jensen says in her essay, do whatever it is that sets your heart ablaze. Every revolution starts with a spark and every person finds that spark in their own way. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the AHA podcast. I can't wait to share more AHA moments with you. Until next time, folks, keep striving for change.